Howdy, pilgrims. We've prepared a great prescription for this week's dose. Yes, indeed. You're going to want to take this dose sitting down. Doctor's orders. First, we're going to cover Compliant, which just raised a $14 million seed round led by Level One Fund, as the AI-driven onboarding and risk-scoring platform hopes to help companies tackle compliance challenges. Then we'll get into NADA, which just raised an eight point. $1 million seed round led by Austin-based Live Oak Venture Partners. The company allows anyone to invest in cities like you would an index fund. Next, you'll hear about Theater, which just closed a $39.5 million Series A led by Insight Partners with a notably strategic investment from the Mayo Clinic and learn about how the platform is leveraging surgical intelligence to improve care optimize processes, and reduce variation in surgery outcomes. And lastly, we'll wrap things up with Nobber, who is hot off a $48 million investment from London-based firm 2150. This startup is reimagining sustainable city living with their built-to-order carbon-neutral apartment homes. A fantastic dose of startups for this week's episode. Let's dive right in. This is Venture Pill with your hosts, Brandon and Sam. We're here to prescribe you your weekly dose of startups and venture capital to keep you informed in the evolving world of venture. Okay, kicking off this week's dose is Compliant, which just announced a $14 million seed round to help companies tackle compliance challenges. The round was led by Level One Fund, joined by John Partridge, the former CEO of Visa, as well as Stuart Sopp, the CEO and founder of Current. Real quick backstory, prior to co-founding Compliant, the CEO, Edward Katzen, served as the head of global emerging products at Visa, as well as the director of global retail payments at Apple. And now a little more into Compliant. Compliant is an AI-driven onboarding and risk scoring platform. It's actually got a pretty cool history. It was initially incubated by Snoop Dogg's Casa Verde Capital, which is a venture firm focused solely on the cannabis industry. So initially, Compliant set out to manage some of the pain points surrounding payment in the cannabis industry, but over time, it evolved to a startup that offers solution to financial institutions more broadly. Yeah, and and the timing is perfect, really. Uh, to quote Edward Katzen, the co-founder, he said the pandemic was a huge tailwind for Compliant as it accelerated the adoption of electronic payments, online banking, and the use of digital onboarding and verification services by financial institutions. Also, financial institutions are dealing with increased regulatory scrutiny these days. According to an analysis done by Finergo, fines against financial institutions hit $10.4 billion globally in 2020, and I'm imagining that has grown since. Now, how does compliance platform work? Well, it allows customers to build credit risk programs. Finance and sales teams can leverage the platform's tools to help with data capture and pricing algorithms, among many other things, and oversight 
and compliance teams can take advantage of the startup solutions for broader risk and compliance management. Right. And now to get into some of the advantages of compliance. The platform empowers financial institutions to focus on driving revenues and expand their portfolios by streamlining the compliance and customer onboarding process. Now, of course, we have to note that there is certainly some stiff competition in this realm. It's become quite a crowded space already. Notably, there's Alloy, which was valued at $1.35 billion in September of 2021, as well as Fenergo, the company that conducted the study that Sam mentioned earlier, which was valued at $800 million. And that those are just the big players in the space. There are many smaller platforms as we see the rise of startups that are automating the compliance processes for several institutions. Yeah. And let's be honest, compliance is something nobody wants to deal with. So companies that can make that easier and save uh, these institutions millions, if not billions of dollars collectively are going to have a big opportunity here as that trend continues to grow. So it'll be interesting to see who emerges or if there can be several winners in this space. Exactly. And with the increased regulatory scrutiny that you mentioned, I imagine that there's a growing addressable market for these types of platforms. Most definitely. So it'll be interesting to see Compliant grow here in the near future with this funding. And as always, the tabs will be kept. (laughs) (laughs) All right, our second company of today is Nada, which just raised an $8.1 million seed round led by Austin-based Live Oak Venture Partners. Uh, The round also included participation from Capital Factory, which is uh, a big staple of the Austin venture scene, so love to see them in there. And also notably, Stonks was in on the round as well. This company is revolutionizing the way people can invest in real estate. So for as little as $250, you can actually invest in a city. Think Austin, Miami, Dallas, and Tampa. Those are the four that they are offering right now. These are called city funds uh, deemed by NADA, and it's pretty much a product similar to an index fund that you might invest in on the stock market, except in this case, it's tracking the real estate investments in that particular city. So you can invest in a city. Yeah, I love the idea here. Separately, something cool that I wanted to mention is that homeowners can access their home equity by spending on the NADA debit card without some of the traditional encumbrances associated with adding new debt. Right, right. So it's kind of a two-pronged business model right now with the city funds and this debit card. So they're building out a couple of interesting products there. We also wanted to note that they have two pretty notable folks joining their board in this round. One is uh, Live Oaks Krishna Srinivasan. So great to see uh, that action from uh, the Austin-based firm. And also, interestingly, Jesse Stein, uh, co-founder of Every Realm, which is a metaverse investment and development company. And yeah, that's right. I said metaverse. So, you know, it led us to wonder a little bit about why he's joining the board, what they could be doing uh, with regard to metaverse real estate investment and and getting into that realm. Right. It, we couldn't help but speculate the possibility of a digital real estate index fund. Um, digital real estate is something that had its 15 seconds of fame as the Web3 and NFT market space was blowing up a couple months ago, or probably almost a year ago at this point. Um, 
Not sure how that market is doing, but curious to see what an, what an index fund type of product would look like there. And we verbally TM the rights to that idea also. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Nada has actually had a lot of traction thus far. There's a wait list of over $300 million in homeowner, in homeowner equity. Uh, there's already been transactions by over 1,500 users, and they've currently got four city fund products spanning those four cities you mentioned, Austin, Miami, Dallas, and Tampa, which just so happen to be some of the hottest cities for real estate right now. Yeah, true. And the hottest cities temperature-wise. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so pretty cool. I imagine they'll continue to add cities to that. But with this fundraise, uh, their plans are multi-pronged. Uh, they want to expand investment products, uh, maybe into more cities, maybe beyond that. They're planning to develop uh, their own secondary trading platform. They want to launch a mobile app, and they plan to release the first real estate-backed debit card. Uh, pretty lofty goals here in a lot of different directions. I'm just wondering how they'll be able to focus on all four of those things at once. Uh, 8.1 million, sure, that's a that's a decent amount uh, for a Texas-based company at the seed stage, but those are pretty ambitious goals across the board. Right. It, it seems like it could be a too many cooks in the kitchen type of situation, but I love the ambition with the influx of capital that they just received. And I mean, some of these fundraising plans are really interesting, like expanding its investment products my mind naturally goes to if they're currently working on index funds for real estate, what would an ETF for real estate in this city look like? Like what if you could only invest in apartment complexes or condos or yeah. lake houses? You know, you could get really granular with it. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like where your mind goes there. Um, I, I think they should focus on things like that as well as just getting more cities on there. Uh, but things like a mobile app, uh, seem a little bit ancillary almost like they should, I don't know. I, if, if I were them, I almost focus a little bit more on expanding what they've already seen success in. Yeah. I think, I think it's important for them to make sure they don't get in over their skis, uh, certainly. But while you and I were breaking down Nada, it reminded me of some of our previously covered companies, which I think highlights some trends that we've been seeing within venture capital in the past year or so. But it specifically reminded me of Arrived Homes, which was a company we covered that also enabled fractional ownership in real estate. I believe it was for as little as $100 a share with Arrived Homes. But it also reminds me of Point, which was a company we covered earlier. And it's all about allowing homeowners to tap into their home equity. And I, I think the statistic was that homeowners are sitting on $26 trillion in home equity. And they're not really able to access it without selling their house. So this kind of feels like a culmination or a combination of both of those companies. Yeah. And I think we can both agree that real estate tech, prop tech is a really interesting space. Uh, if you want to check out our interview with the guys from Z Founder, they work for a really interesting firm in Agia Ventures, which focuses in this very space. Um, really, really cool innovations going on and in, in big amounts of money in the real estate market. So it only makes sense. Right. Awesome innovation going on in the real estate sector. And that's that's why we love venture capital. We keep driving the innovation forward. Yes, sir. All right. Our third company of today's dose is Feeder, 
which is an AI platform that analyzes surgery videos and just closed a $39.5 million Series A. The raise was led by Insight Partners with participation from NFX, Stage One Ventures, as well as a remarkably strategic investor in the Mayo Clinic. So theater combines surgical video data with outcomes from these surgeries to uncover unique insights that can help improve care, optimize processes, and reduce variation in outcomes from these surgeries. So theater refers to their platform as surgical intelligence, which is yet another type of intelligence that we're learning about for the first time on the pill. And the platform uses AI to analyze hours upon hours of surgery footage and condenses it down to digestible key moments. So it helps identify some of the best practices and also breaks down moments where the surgery may have taken a turn for the worse. And it has built quite an expansive library. In total, Theater has amassed north of 30,000 hours of surgery with almost 1 billion analyzed frames. Wow, that's incredible. And there's already a huge bank of video footage being created specifically by camera probes in non-invasive surgery. Uh, the main purpose of this footage is for surgeons to be able to see what they're doing in real time. While theater, on the other hand, is hoping to turn similar footage into more of a resource for doctors and hospitals uh, to examine the footage and compare it to footage from similar surgeries conducted elsewhere with the outcomes of the surgeries matched up. Now, surgeons can gain deep scientific insight into their own performances and those of their colleagues worldwide. Now, this got us thinking as sports guys, big, big film buffs, um, <laughs> that this just this just reminds us of quarterbacks that can get in the film room and, and analyze their last game. Um, and and they that's how the best quarterbacks become the best. And how we don't have something like this available for surgeons seems surprising and it seems like a great idea. Yeah, as you said there, I really love the concept. I think I think this is one of the coolest companies we've covered in in recent memory at least, just in the sense that yeah, surgeons can rewatch film of their surgeries and also I like how they're able to view the footage of their colleagues worldwide. So you can kind of glean some best practices based off what a surgeon in California is doing or a surgeon overseas might be doing. Um, which I just think is an awesome concept. And, you know, it'd be funny to see one day surgeons making highlight tapes like we would for, you know, our, for high school sports. Um, great, great scalpel transition there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's the best at the scalpel transition. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, you're you're totally right. I I had thought about it initially from the individual standpoint. A doctor, a surgeon can get better by watching his or her own performances. Uh, but I think a, a better way to think of this is it's going to collectively just make more efficient and drive the just drive the space forward, um, making surgeries a lot better and saving more lives. I think collectively is is probably the bigger impact. Right, and I think part of that impact and mission is also just having the outcomes of these surgeries across different hospitals across different countries be similar outcomes and obviously also the best outcome for the patient. So someone getting heart surgery in New York City will hopefully have as smooth a surgery as someone having heart surgery in California by the best surgeon in the world. And we couldn't help but start to speculate on some potential other opportunities for something like theater. 
So currently, Feeder negotiates its deals with care providers, meaning hospitals and clinics, basically places where the procedures are actually carried out. But potentially, there's a scenario where insurance companies, individual doctors, and even patients may want to gain access to this kind of data to have a better understanding of what's going on under the hood and also have a record of what's going on in the event that something goes wrong. Something like a dash cam on a car, which is something we're seeing car insurance companies increasingly push for in the car industry. Uh, it's important to note that theater is not currently pursuing this opportunity. They're sticking with the care providers, but who knows one day, maybe as they continue to expand, they start to explore some of these other potential avenues. There seems to be a big opportunity within insurance, uh, but it could get messy pretty quickly with legal battles and lawsuits and things like that. It seems like a, a lot of headaches could come of something like that, but who knows? Uh, I think I think the main takeaway here is that this can provide a lot of good for the surgical industry, uh, helping doctors become better at their jobs. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned some of the potential legal and regulatory complexities that come with theater and the expansion into providing footage to insurance companies, because that definitely could be a headache and lead to a lot of complex legal problems arising. So we'll be sure to keep tabs on theater and we'll see what they decide to do with this funding. All right, we got our last company of today's dose, and it is Nobber, which recently raised $48 million from London-based firm 2150. Now, this company allows people to purchase built-to-order sustainable homes with custom designs. Homeowners can also pay for the home with as little as 1% down and then lock in their future purchase price while renting and building credit towards a purchase in the near future. All Nobber homes are carbon neutral and electric powered and are generally focused on sustainable living in cities. Yeah, I love the concept here with Nobber, and it goes hand in hand with 2150, the firm that led the round. A little bit on 20, 2150 really quick. 2150 is a firm dedicated to sustainability. Uh, Jacob Bro, the ultimate bro and partner at 2150, said... Real estate is responsible for around 40% of global CO2 emissions and is the only industry where the product gets more expensive with time to the detriment of society. The industry is in dire need of innovation. So some powerful words from Jacob Bro, and I think it explains why 2150 led the round for Nobber. Uh, the company was actually only launched in December of 2021 and plans on using this funding to hit the ground running with their property in San Jose, uh, which has a wait list already, with move-ins set to commence in 2024. Yeah, so a lot of upfront investment for a project like this, but seemingly a lot of demand so far. And the founders have pretty impressive experience across architecture. Uh, one had a background at WeWork. Uh, the other launched a company out of one of Google's accelerators called Flux uh, that aimed to do something similar. Uh, back in 2014. And so they're all coming together to go at this hard with a $48 million investment only, what, nine months, eight months into their company's lifetime. They're going big or going home. And if they're going home, then they're going home to a <laughs> sustainable city apartment home that's carbon neutral. 
I'm excited to see how their first property in San Jose goes. I think that that's an appropriate city to start in because obviously something like this in a New York City would be a pretty big lift. Yeah, the the pictures, the renderings, whatever they were, looked pretty futuristic. Well, we're certainly excited to see them grow and work towards that that launch of Movins in 2024. So yeah, hopefully we'll have a good update for you guys once they have people actually moving in. And with that, that wraps up this week's dose. We want to thank you pilgrims out there for listening again today with us. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for your next dose of startups and venture capital on Venture Pill. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Thinks my vibe's a little low-key, okie-dokie, that's alright, but...